Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Jesse Moore, and welcome to Icon Leadership Podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Icon Leadership Podcast. Today on the show, we have Mr. Chris Hernandez. Chris is the director of radiology for one of the local hospitals here in Central Texas. Chris, how are you doing, man? I'm doing good. Doing real good. We're good. Chris, we're really glad to have you on the show. Uh, tell the audience a little something about yourself. Um, so I'm fairly young as far as a director radiology goes. Um, probably one of the younger ones. Sure. Um, most directors seem to be more in their later 40s, early 50s, maybe. <laughs> so um, I'm in my mid-30s. Good. Uh, got a lovely family, a uh, young two-year-old son. Sure. Um, just, you know, your average Joe kind of guy, I feel like, sometimes. <laughs> right, right. Now, I was looking at your, uh, some information about you, and do you know a couple of different languages? <laughs> so <laughs> facebook can be very misleading i think hey, hey, hey. i think i think hey. on my facebook when i made that years ago i had some fun with it and i had said that i could speak i think like ancient egyptian yeah or, yeah quite a few things there, yeah, man. yeah um i am i can barely uh scrape the skin of speaking spanish as it is i can yeah. understand it more than speak it i think my grandparents would be kind of mad at me for not being able to speak it more, right, but right, um, right. that is the extent of my multilingual language. Oh, man. Oh, man. I got it. I got it. I got it. So tell let's talk about leadership, man. So uh, what what made you want to be in leadership? Um, change, I think, is the big thing. I sure. Think, um, I think being a leader, you have that ability to create change and cause change and see change um, brought through other people as well. And, sure. and on a organizational level or even at, uh, on a hospital level, I, I think a lot of things, especially this day and age with the medical industry, so many people falling away from it, not wanting to go into it. Um, we need effective leaders for that industry now. Sure. Right. Right. So what what makes a, a leader effective? Um, there's several things, uh, to me, effective communications, number one, sure, and effective listening. I think that's an issue that's across the board. I, I've seen so many so-called leaders who don't effectively listen. Right. And because of that, it, it just has this trickle effect where the employees as a whole just don't care anymore. You know, they, they right. lose all heart in there because they feel they don't have a voice anymore. Right. Absolutely. So, uh, man, that, that is so true, man. Uh, you know, just being in the trenches with, you know, with some of the workers, you know, uh, I, I hear what they're talking about. You know, I hear, you know, how they're, how, you know, how they feel yeah. and everything. And so what I do, I try to be a, an advocate for them. And that's yeah. what a good leader does, be an advocate for your people. Yes. You know, because a lot of times these people that's, that are making the, 
the decisions they are not down in the trenches they yeah. are up in the offices and making you know making the decisions when we're looking at uh, uh bean counting yeah. you know you would say mm-hmm. instead of just what you know looking and say what's going on you know down in the trenches a lot of times so tell me what 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 can make a, a organization or a, a leader fail um well, I mean, not listening first off, you know, sure. not, not listening to the people and sure. not being present. Right. I think that is a big issue too. I've seen a lot of leaders, um, in higher roles that, mm-hmm. you know, they have these positions, but you never see them. You never right. visibly put eyes on them. Right. And my staff know that I'm always readily available no matter what 24 seven. Sure. And that makes a difference. If you, if an organization doesn't ever see you or, and realize that you are there and present, sure. it's kind of like out of sight, out of mind. You don't right. exist. And at that point, if people aren't seeing you, yeah. then how are you effective? How are you getting anything done? Right. Absolutely, man. And then a, a, another thing is that you can be present and uh, and still not <laughs> and still be absent. Oh, yeah, exactly. You, exactly. You, you have to be not just being seen, but actually being heard and, and being one-on-one with your people, being right. one-on-one with right. the fellow employees. You right. know, I think an effective leader understands the roles of listening and at times, you know, becoming a follower, so to speak. You, Absolutely. You, you listen to the ideas of your, your team. Sure. And at sometimes you may have to have somebody else kind of follow their direction because they may, that would help build what you're doing as a whole. You right, know? right. Um, just realizing everybody's skills are on a different level. Right. You can't just be a, a listener. You have to be a doer. Yes. You yes. know, uh, you know, the Bible tells us that, you know, in James, you know, yeah. telling us, uh, I don't want to bring the Bible in, but that's, you know, he tells us that in James, don't be listener. Don't be just a listener, be a doer. You got to be doer exactly. absolutely so and so what happens is these uh, people come to their leaders with 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 problems you know what i'm saying and they don't see any results no you know and so yeah man even man I, I, I just don't get it sometimes yeah you know okay uh you got to listen to your people your people have to see you doing something exactly you know what i'm saying they have to come back and tell them hey look uh i've talked to the vp and this is what he said you know something come back to the people but don't just brush them off because yeah. when you don't say anything you may as well hey silence is, is is the worst thing that you can do yeah you know and they, they they'll be just like hey they were just sitting there and didn't say anything you know uh, we haven't heard anything back from them yet yes. you know what i'm saying and so you can't do that no no you can't do that Tell me what 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 is a give me one characteristic that you think that a, a leadership possessed. Um, I would say trustworthiness. I know that sounds kind of hard in this day and sure. age yeah. as leadership sure. goes, because um, if you look on the political uh, side, you know people don't trust leadership because yeah. there's no trustworthiness there. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, but for the common day leader, that I would say, mm-hmm. you know. Um, in any type of organization, you've got to have that trustworthiness. You've got to be able to trust your employees. Right. Um, you you can't hold everything yourself. You know. Right. Uh, I learned that very early on as a leader. I can't do everything myself, and it can't be all done in myself. Right. Otherwise, you will burn out so quickly. And you've got to put your faith and trust yeah. in your team. Right. And if you can't do that what good is your team and what good are you as a leader? Right. And so you've got to have that trustworthiness for others, but you also right. have to be able to be approachable right. and to be able to be seen to where your staff can come to you at any time and right. say, Hey, I got this problem or can you help me with this? And they trust you on that level. Right. That right. makes a huge difference. Right. So what is the biggest challenge, you know, that leaders face, you know, nowadays? 
I think the biggest challenge that leaders face is understanding when to step in at times and not step too far back, so to speak. I've seen this uh, where people, they take these roles as leaders and they almost become just the sideline type fellow. Right. And and that's great and fine to cheer your team on, but you got to be able to step in the game at times. You got to be able to come forth. Yeah. And and like you said, you got to be present and you got to be a doer at times. Absolutely. I can't just be stuck behind a desk. Right. You know, pushing policies, pushing pencils. I mean, that's a part of it, but you got to do other things. Right. Right. So tell me, uh, man. So when you're dealing with, uh, with, uh, people uh associates these days you know what type of leadership uh you know skills do you need um so i mean of course your communication and and you know your effective listening but and the trustworthiness but you also got to have your wits about you um you know (laughs) knowing what to say and when to say it is very big key you know i've seen some leaders that they don't know how to say their point across to right. people sure, sure. Um, and become effective, much less understanding how to say something correctly. You could say stuff all day and right. it, it just kind of land on dead ground. Right. You've got to be able to be effective in what you're speaking and how you talk and how you get your point across. Um, not saying that you've got to be demanding, but your presentation and your presence changes the whole situation. Um, whether it's a stressful situation, right. whether it's a calm situation, how you enter and how you approach others right. and your approachability, sure. that affects things across the level. Right. So how do you build your team? So you got you need a you need a good group around you. You, you know do, what I'm saying? You do, so yes. you you director and, and man, do you have you have ultrasound, you have, you know, C T, you have X ray, you have you, I don't know if you have nuclear medicine or what, but you have so many things, man. Yes. So how do you build your team? you know, to, to make them gel together as one. So it's all in your interview phasing and it's all about who, you know, kind of, you know, when I went back to good old Witcher hospital there, Mm -hmm. um, to rebuild that department, cause literally they asked me, Hey, we need you back. You got to rebuild this whole thing. Right. And so I used my knowledge from the folks that I had met across the board. Sure. And I was like, there were characteristics in each of these people that I chose. Cause I was like, these are team players. Right. And that's a big thing. I don't want a, just a warm body to fill a spot just to fill it because you've got to mesh with everybody. Right. You work as a close knit family. Right. And not that every family gets along and you're going to rub elbows from time to time. That's across right. the board, but you've got to be able to work well together as a family and as a team. And so it's all in the interviews phase. It's all in when I'm looking at them, talking with them getting to know them one-on-one to be able to say, okay, are you going to mesh well with this team or or is it going to be more like you're kind of on your own solo? Right. And and not that you, you don't need those people because you do, you're going to have those times that you're going to have to have, you know, a night tech that works by themselves and that's great. But as a team, as a whole, you got to make sure that everybody meshes well. Right. And and that you're not going to have too much contention. You have to have a good chemistry. You do. You do. Yeah. Yeah. So man, so tell me, uh, so all of us have, come into uh, leadership positions and we there are people there that we did not hire yes and you know and and if you would have your way I'm not one I don't want to put you on the spot or anything like that but it's just it's just it's, it's just things that happen that you say you know one thing I wouldn't have had this person on my team you know I wouldn't I, you know I they don't mess with your they don't you're not, not saying anything bad about that person is that y'all don't have the same chemistry and they're not on the same you know 
uh, road or path that you might be on. I, I guess I could say that yes. to be politically correct. You know. Yeah. So tell me how do you, how do you deal with stuff like that? You know, just for you know you know for other managers out there and other leaders that you know that's listening. So that, it's very funny that you said. So I do have an individual that is just like that. I you know I did not hire them. I it would they would not have been a choice of mine. And it has taken me time to kind of allow them to grow. Mm-hmm. Um, they still don't really mesh well with the whole team. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I've kind of had to do is reposition and change scheduling around to where they were kind of set on solo for their own self from time to time, whether it's, you know, hey, sure. you're going to work a couple weekends. And that was the best across the board for the other teammates, too, because sure. they just weren't all meshing well. And it was just this one individual. And that's hard because... I'm the type of person, like, unless you are just really not good at your job and you're just, you know, doing horrible, of course you got to go. Sure. But I try to give everybody a chance. And this this person, this individual, they are a hard worker. They Mm want to try to be a Mm go-getter. It's just sometimes they come off a little bit too pushy. They come off to where they're just a little bit too... um, take over every little situation sure, sure, and sure. so by doing that especially in, in our industry sure. you know if you already have a, a a setup done for a patient you're ready to go grab them and then this person just kind of throws themselves in the mix and stuff you yeah, know yeah. It, it, it does kind of put a little you know raw elbows going yeah uh, take over the project yeah, yeah and yeah. you can't do that so sure absolutely what i've kind of learned over the time is just to kind of step back and restructure things sure. and I was able to literally put this person to where they could work two weekends by themselves sure. and they're only one day a week with everybody else. Sure. And, it, and it's, it's worked out great. Now, sure. it, it, I know some people be like, well, that's not fair. It, it's hard because I don't want the whole team to collapse. Yeah, sure. And yeah. you've got to keep, yeah. you've got to keep that stability. And yeah. so you look at the, the whole picture of your whole team sure. and it's not that you're trying to, you know, isolate this one person, but you kind of have to at the same right. time sure, because sure. if you're not careful, you can cause such uh, instability to where everybody falls apart and sure. nobody is going to want to mesh right. at all. And then your whole department is ruined. It is. It is. And then yeah. you're back to square one. You're sure. starting back to building those trust, so to speak, and you can't do that. And sure. so by literally figuring out a way to kind of move things around to where maybe you, you know, like I said, this person doesn't mess up to where I can say, Hey, I got to let you go kind of thing. They are still a a good person and they, they want to try to help. Right. It's just trying to figure out those strengths that they have that I could use and where to position it properly. Absolutely. And so, you know, and you cannot, just because, you know, other people don't get along with that person, that doesn't mean, you know, that you don't get along with them. Right. So that you're right. You have to find a spot for them where they can use their energy. Exactly. Because they want to be, you know, they want to do more. Yes, exactly. You know? And so you have to put them, you know, in a, in a, in, a, in another position so they can do more. Exactly. Right? So I get it. I get it. I get it. So, But tell me about this. So in, in, in this world, in the work in the industry, you have morning people, mm-hmm. you have evening people, mm-hmm. and you have night people. Yes. Do you think that all those people are are different in some way? They are. They are. It takes a certain breed of people to say who, you know, there are people that will not do nights. Absolutely. They're just not built for nights. I'm one of those. And then you have these people (laughs) that are, they're just strictly, you know, morning people. That's all they want to do, you know. And so they are a certain breed of people and they are different. Sure. And that's what helps make 
a whole team as a whole because there's just those different attributes yes. and aspects that they can yes. each offer and bring to the table. Yes, yes. So if you get a lot of you, so morning people are more uh, jolly. You know, they wake yes. up, hello world, here I am. You know, and you get a cup of coffee, and they just ready to go. Oh yeah, you know that's me. You know, yeah. about three o'clock. You know, I'm, I'm winding down. Okay, <laughs> the coffee is worn off. You know, so then you have your three o'clock people. You yeah. know, what I'm saying they want to go to work in the evenings. Yes, you know. Yes, and then those people there is like, hey, look, no mess with me yeah you look hey look hey i just came through traffic and you know i'm touch and go right now yes you know what i'm saying yes but then you have those that you know that work at night yes man they just lay back i just want to do my own thing get out the way i can handle this all by myself yes so you have to figure out you know where this person want to be they'll tell you why they want to where oh, yeah. what position they want oh yeah and if and, and that's what position they work better in yes you know if you let them do them yes they're going to do the job oh yeah. you have to listen to them yes you know what i'm saying so if you get a person that want to work nights man let them have it oh yeah yeah, oh, yeah, let them have it. You know, so it's same things like with your weekends. If you got somebody yeah, who wants to do absolutely. weekends, you got to let them do it. You now, have to. I have ran into where you know you get these night people who think they want to do day shift, and they you know you give them that one day shift and they can't handle it. It right. is just too much overload for them. Right, and they're like, nope bring me back to nights. I right. need to do that. And and that's just how they are built. Right. You know? <laughs> no, no, I get it, man. I get it. So tell me, you know, how do you deal with a discipline? in your team so disciplining in the team you know if it's collectively you know that's that's a little bit easier you know because you know sure. i can isolate and say okay hey across the board team we got to start working on this area whether it's you know marker placement for instance you know hey yeah. i noticed we're not using our markers a whole lot i need you to be able to do that if it's something that i see as a habitual issue that is one person I'll have to pull them aside and just kind of level on them one-to-one. -one. I like right. to do that more in my office. And not that I try to make it as formal, but I try to make them as comfortable sure, to let sure. them know and understand, look, this is what I see that's going on. What's, you know, what yeah. has changed? Right. Is there something that I can help you with? Is there right. something that maybe I've, you know, missed that maybe we need to reanalyze and try to figure out sure. what's going on and, sure. and try to help them, you know, because it could just be, you know, they're having a bad week, whatever. Sure. But at the same time, I'm like, we've got to also work efficiently and we've right. got to work effectively as well. Right. So tell me, so just like you have to discipline, how do you reward them? So... <laughs> I think by you know it's kind of cliche, but everybody loves food in my, in my area. Everybody yeah. loves food, yeah. In, yeah. And I try not to do the the cliche pizza party. I mean, we do. Right. You know, I, I I tell everybody my staff, I'm like, hey, y'all pick whatever you want. We'll go there. And then the little things to recognize them. You know, whether yeah. it's during Rad Tech Week or sure. Ultrasound Week. You know, and then just randomly, you know, hey, you know what? Let's go get some shakes or, or whatever. Right. And, and try to spotlight them too. Like, right. hey, I saw what you did. I appreciate it. Right. And, and just kind of make everybody else aware and then I also try to send it to my other managers in sure. our hospitals well saying hey right. if you see this person just thank them you don't realize what they did yeah this is what they did would be really appreciative right right so tell me about so do you have other uh, uh, leaders up under you or are you just you the guy you have a chief tech of you have what, so what? I have a lead mammographer sure, and sure, then sure. I have a lead ultrasound tech sure, um, sure. and so I kind of leave them to kind of handle their realm because sure. I don't do mammography. I sure. don't do ultrasound yeah, absolutely. by any means. Right, right. Um, so I, I leave them to their own 
Mises, um, so to speak. You know, I, right. I, I trust them. Sure. And that's the reason why they're on those positions as sure. being those lead techs. Um, because I, I know that I can trust them. And if in sure. my absence, I know that one of them can step up and they're able to kind of take care of the department too as a whole. Right, right. So tell me, so let's move on to uh, to diversity right now. So tell me, how diverse is your your team? So you have uh, only ladies, only men, uh, Tell me, you. So, tell me, how's that? So we got a good mix. I'd say we probably, uh, total guys, we only got three guys. So right. it, it's hard in our industry to have a lot of guys sure. in our realm. Um, but we got three guys, and the majority of them um, are also females, you know. So sure. we, we got yeah. a, a, a decent mix, I feel like. Sure, okay, okay. So tell me, you hear about, we heard about, you know, George Floyd and, you know, uh, Breonna Taylor and stuff like that. So tell me about, did, do your your organization have a di you know program uh are you guys or uh, how do you deal with uh you know uh just diversity stuff that's going on so in our we, society so with our hospital being a countywide hospital sure so they try to reach out to the younger high schoolers and just kind of hey you know we're trying to show you across the board yeah. a diversity that we can offer sure and, and bring more diversity into our organization sure um, right, right. and then our CEO is great. He's a, a high up uh, leader of Torch, um, which is great for rural hospitals and critical access hospitals in Texas. Sure. And he he goes and promotes and, and you can see the diversity there and, you know, trying to recruit others and sure. get not just sticking just to the locality. You know, yeah, it's sure. nice to hire local people, but right. we try to branch out. I mean, I've got one girl who drives all the way from Georgetown about almost two hours to every day to just to get to work. Because she loves it, and that's what she wants to do. That's, you know, sure, I got she it. loves it. Right, right. I got it. I got it. So how can we better, you know, educate people, you know, about diversity and inclusion? Ooh. I guess it's hard because I was always raised to be inclusive, you know. Yeah, right. And so right. That, that's that's something that, you know, this day and age to try and show that diversity and inclusion is to understand that you've got to – that. Every person has something to offer. Sure, absolutely. And, and you've got to, if you can understand that, that will help you to be able to be more diversified and, and hire diverse people as sure. well. Because right. if you understand, not everybody's a cookie cutter person. Absolutely. And the yeah. thing is, is I probably couldn't stand people just like me. I couldn't have a thousand different Chris's running around my area. I, I would be overloaded for myself, you man, know? Yeah, man. And there's be, times yeah. I can't understand myself, you know? <laughs> Sound like me. Yeah. So if you can understand that every person has something to offer no matter what, right. that helps you to understand, okay, I can have a wide variety, a wide diversity sure. of people that I can pull from. Sure. You just don't always have to pick the same people all over right. and over again. Right, absolutely. And so, man, with me and my department, you know, I have certain people who can do certain things that I can't do, you yes. know, and that's what makes everything gel together. It does, you know, it does. And, 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 and they know it, you know. So tell me, so how do you deal with people from different backgrounds? Um, I guess getting to know them more, yeah. uh, you know, and understanding where they're from, understanding who they are as a person and becoming right. very personal. Um, now I try not to divulge too deep into, sure. you know, 
real, real deep into somebody, but right. I, I do try to get to know their surface level to understand them and say, you sure. know, where they're coming from sure. and who they are right. as a person, you know, and, and that helps me too, to figure out their characteristics that helps me figure out what their strengths and their weaknesses are right to kind of help them as well right right so tell me man how do you handle you know people that that you hear staff the staff talks about people you know all the time you know uh rather it's uh whether if they're, you know, talk about their hair, you know, talk about other people's clothes. I'm just saying, you know, patients, that, you know, yeah. people that come in and stuff. How do you handle, you know, your colleagues that are, you know, culturally uh, insensitive? One of the best things that I've seen with, with especially in my department, is sure, sure. almost, I would say probably 100% of my folks are, are very cultural sensitive they sure. they right. they understand and that's the big thing is I, I try to teach you know when we when in hiring and even when we get students i try to teach them look every person that comes through this door our goal is to treat them and to right. treat them all with the same respect no matter sure. what sure you know treat them like their family no matter what you may not know this individual you may not you know you may not even see eye to eye at times from the same standpoints of people but you got to at the same time we got to treat them as a whole right we got to treat them down to the level of a individual and a person that you can say, Hey, you know what, what if that was me in that situation? Right. And you've got to level with them. And so teaching that to students that come across our, 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 our pathway, sure. we try to, to make sure they understand like every person deserves the best care possible. Right. And it's in front of them and behind them. Right. So whether you're in front of them and they're seeing you directly, they deserve the best care or right. whether you're behind the scenes, you, you owe them just as much respect. You right. wouldn't want to be disrespected behind your back, you know? Right, absolutely. So you've got to understand that. You've got, every person deserves the same level of care. Right, absolutely. And so in, in order to do that, you know, you it, it comes from the top. It does. It, it, it comes does. from the top, man. You know, everything comes from the top, you can say, you know, because yeah. if they see that you have a standard, they'll try to stand up they'll hold up to your standard you yes. know but if i was if we lower our standards they're going to lower their standards oh you know? exactly yeah, exactly so they're leading they're they're like sponges they're taking gleaning from us yes you know what i'm saying from leadership leadership don't care i don't care yeah you know and that's what we want to uh, avoid yes man tell me the last book you read the last book i read was, <laughs> oh, that's a good one um actually it was uh <laughs> It, I had picked it up at a gas station. I was driving back from uh, North Dakota. We, uh, my brother had just moved up there. He's a federal game warden. Mm-hmm. So I was helping him move, and we had stopped at this gas station. And it was how to handle uh, stupid people in everyday life. <laughs> right, okay. <laughs> and it sounded so silly, but um, I, I thought, you know, this sounds funny. I want to handle this. I want to see it. And so um, it was very enlightening, this book was, because right. – there are some times that I, I've felt this to where you, you feel like you're kind of chasing your own tail around certain people in life, um, not just in the workforce, but just in everyday life. You, right. you feel like this sometimes. And it, it tells you how to change your mindset to stop thinking like you're better and that you're above somebody, so to right. speak, and to break it on down to where you can understand, okay, this person may be on a different level than you are. And it's not to say that you're to stoop down to their level or anything like that, but it's to understand all right, I got to think a different mindset in a right. different way to be able to handle them, True. so to speak, or even to be able to be comfortable around them because we've all dealt with stuff like this before, you know? Right. And that book was very profound, especially in what I deal with. You know, it, it, sometimes you feel like, oh, this is just a stupid mistake they're making all the time. It's driving me insane. But you can kind of think outside the box to recreate something different to 
move away from it to where they can better themselves. Right. Absolutely. So tell me, man. So what advice would you give to someone that's, you know, going into leadership for the first time? Uh, don't take everything to heart. Oh, <laughs> I man. Think, I wow. think that is a big thing because yeah. when I first became a director of radiology, it was hard to not take everything to heart and it was hard to not try to be a people pleaser. You, you, you want to have that great impression sure. and everybody thinks that they've got to be this people pleaser. I've learned quickly. I can't please everybody right now. I will do my best to make my team as happy as possible, but across the board, I can't have everybody is everybody's not going to be happy with me, you know, right. no matter how hard I try right. and you can't be a people pleaser and you can't take things to heart. You got to understand, you know what? I'm looking at the whole picture. I'm trying to make things better as a whole. Right. And, you know, there's going to be some days you're going to fail and there's going to be some days that are wins and you got to take those. And the failures are not bad. Right. That's just something to glean from and to grow from and to be right. like, okay, that didn't work in that area. Let's turn it around. Let's do something different and move on. And don't go home and take it with you. Right. Because you will sit and pine away thinking, oh man, I just felt this is horrible. What, you know, I, I don't know how I can get back from this. You're going to fail. I fell and that's great. It's fine. Sure. It's okay sure. to fail. It just yeah. means that I got to try something different. Yeah, absolutely right, man. It's because, you know, man, we fail daily. Oh yeah. Man, I, I had to go back today and, you know, just say, man, look, I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry. You know, that's all it takes. Those two words. Yes. I'm sorry. Yes. You know what I'm saying? And so, and, and, and then, so, and they'll, appreciate appreciate you more they you will know what I'm saying? they will but you know but sometimes you know you will be like uh trying to explain yourself and sometimes well i say explain myself but sometimes you'll tell them you know ask them to do a task you know and say i don't want to i want to do it this way but that's not the right way yeah please do it this way and yes. then it doesn't the please doesn't always come out no <laughs> no no you, you understand what yes, i'm saying i do so, i do. do it this way oh my gosh yes, but, yes. you know yeah so yeah man so you know this journey on being a leader you know a great leader is is it's not easy it's not you know sure you some people that can say this this leadership is easy you're not doing your job correctly no no you're not doing a job correctly if yes. you come up and say that hey man leadership man you better be ready yeah you had better be ready because you got people you know that comes in late you have people that have all kind of you know issues oh, you yeah. know with and you know and it all becomes with uh uh you have to have a relationship with your people you, you know what i'm saying because if you don't have a relationship with them man that you you that's another failure you it know is. you, you have is. to find out about your people and know what they like and know what they what are what their dislikes are exactly yeah. you've yeah. got to be able to connect on them on yeah. a one-on-one -on -one basis you, you have to if, if you are too disconnected from it yeah. it's always going to be dysfunctional it's always going to fail right you right. have to be able to connect to right. your team all absolutely. the time. Yeah, absolutely, man. So where does uh, God play a role at? Uh, you know, so my faith in God, he has, he has, I, I give him all the glory to where I'm at. Sure. He has brought me through so many highs, lows, sure. valleys, yeah, pits, I feel like. Yeah. And he always comes out on top in my life. I feel like, you know, he always has that silver lining I see at the end of the day sure. to where I can say, okay, I know your hand is directing me. I see those footprints in the stand sure. that even though I, I wasn't walking, you were carrying me on those days yeah, that absolutely. I needed to be carried. Yes, sir. And, yeah, yeah. and I do. I give him the glory because I wouldn't be where I am at today without right. him. Right. And that's the ultimate thing. I mean, I right. really see that and understand that. And I see his 
leadership, you know? Right, right. And, and like you said, you got to lead by example. Right, you know? absolutely. And, and man, so, you know, and, and this is something I do, man. I always, you know, I ask God, you know, when people see me, they don't see me as me. Yeah. They see God, the God that's in me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because this is just a shell. Oh, yeah. You know, so that's why we always talk talk to them and tell them, you know, to, you know, change our heart, you know, because, you know, our heart is desperately you know, oh, yeah. <laughs> wicked, you yes. know what I'm saying? Yes. So therefore, you know, if uh, all good leaders should have a connection with God. Yes. You know, somebody, cause that's your foundation. Because yeah. if you have, if we have a godly foundation, yeah. we can't go wrong. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Even though we, and our conscience will get us back in line. Yes. You know what I'm saying? And there's no, and I always, you know, when I'm in the department, there's no big eyes and no little use. Yeah. When God looks at us, man, he looks at us all on the same plane. Exactly. Exactly. At the same level, you know? And so that's how I'll try to run my department, you know, because I'm not doing this for me. I'm doing this for him. Yeah. Especially if we are Christians, we say we are Christians. Yeah. And we acting out of the ordinary. Yeah. Yes. You know, and so that's why I go back and tell my people, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you know, what would Jesus do? Jesus wouldn't do that, you know. But anyway, man, but you know, it's been a tough journey, you it know, has. and it will be. It, it gets tougher. It does. It gets easier. It does. It you does. know, yes. and so, you know, it's just part of the journey that leaders go through, you know. Oh, yeah. So if you're a leader out there and, you know, you're having a hard time, just look toward the hill, which comes at your help. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <it>. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, Chris, man, it's awesome having you on the show man i really appreciate you uh you can come back at any time well i appreciate it. it's it been really great um thank you no problem man that's all everyone thank you for listening to the icon leadership podcast you can find the show anywhere you get your podcast you can find us at roguemedianetwork.com or you can email us at iconleadership at gmail.com or our website which is iconleadership.org